Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. Welcome to this last episode in this three-part series on how to unbusy yourself. We kicked off this series in episode 156, where I explained how I have personally been struggling with busyness, haven't been loving it, and how I've seen lots of other people around me struggle with it too. So I created this three-part series so we could really, really deep dive and understand what is causing our busyness. Not just at the surface level, but go down to that deep root level. Deep down inside of us, that level, that subconscious belief around what it is that is really causing this behavior. In episode 156, I shared a great list of five signs that you're way too busy. Then I walked you through a process to figure out what's causing you to be busy. And then I gave you five great tips to help you unbusy yourself. In last week's episode, we deep dove into the power of decluttering. And I hope that you have had some area of your life, if not all of them, where you really focused on decluttering and getting things to be more clean, clear, and focused. And after all that work, now is the time for the final and most important tip of all. We're going to learn how to incorporate white space and how this can help you to unbusy yourself. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to take you on a little tour inside my home. Second, I'm going to explain what white space is. And then in the third segment, I'm going to talk about what you've been doing in the shower lately. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So to kick off this episode, I want to take you on a little tour through my home. Well, at least I'm going to explain to you what happens when people walk into my home for the very first time. It never ceases to amaze me when this happens. People always walk in and they say the exact same three phases when they step into my house. They really do. And I think I've confessed this before, but just in case you forgot, I want to remind you that I am a minimalist. And so when people walk into my home, they're always surprised when they step through that front door and they say, oh, you're a minimalist, aren't you? Takes them a second or two to let that settle in because my space is very open. Uh, It's very white. It's very clean. And there's a lot of white space and really natural colors. It's very earthy and there's a lot of natural light coming uh, floor to ceiling windows. And I have the very bare minimum amount of furniture in my place. It's very calm. It's very zen. And it's usually, usually pretty tidy. Now, after this realization of me being a minimalist, the second phrase that people say, oh, you don't have a TV, which is true. I don't, I don't own a TV. And actually, I haven't owned a TV for about 10 years. And then they walk through a little bit more, and here comes the third statement. This is really nice, or some sort of variation on that. Or this is really, I love your home. This is really calm. And then they sit themselves in a chair, 
and they have this zen like smile on their face and they let out a big calming and grounding sigh. <sighs> Welcome to my home. My home is an extension of me as it should be. This is what our home is meant to be. My home is full of white space. White space is important to me. White space is who I am. It makes me feel alive and centered and grounded and calm. White space gives me perspective to recognize what is truly important and rich in my life. And it gives me literal and figurative space that I know I need to really, really spend time dreaming, thinking, connecting. I need to have white space in my home and also in my life. Welcome to white space. As we gently walk into this episode, there's a couple of things that I should warn you about. White space makes some people uncomfortable especially if they are addicted to doing. You see, white space, to me, represents being. And it gives you necessary and respectful space to be. White space is yin. Doing is the yang. Contrast is this great gift in our life. Doing and being, yin and yang, Shiva and Shakti, negative and positive, feminine, masculine, all these contrasts in our life help to remind us about what is really, truly important. White space is important because it helps you to remind yourself and to reflect upon what is truly, really important to you. And you need that space to step back and really see it with perspective. So if white space is new to you, this episode may make you uncomfortable. But it's about time that you understand and explore it. Because trust me when I say it will completely change your life. So I'd like to explain what white space is. But before I do, I want to acknowledge all of the brilliant and talented artists and designers out there who make our world a more beautiful place to be in. And it doesn't matter what kind of art you produce, I thank you. It is artists who really teach us the importance and stand up for the power of white space. So my experience with artists has been mainly graphic artists working on digital materials, either my marketing, my branding materials for my business or for my clients. And the really annoying thing about me, well, one of the many annoying things about me or any marketing person is that we're always trying to add too much stuff into what we are producing because we think from a perspective of more is better. And so if you take an ad, like think of an advertisement, for, for example, we want to cram as much in as physically possible. We want as much content. We want lots of copy. We want lots of images, lots of fonts, lots of sizes. Let's not forget the logo. We always want the logo to be bigger. And in my experience, clients like me, especially the marketing clients, 
uh, we're really, really annoying. We want to just fit as much in as physically possible. However, now that I'm all grown up, (laughs) I get this and I understand my heirs and I respect the importance of white space in any design piece, in mine, in other people's, and I don't try to cram in as much as physically possible. So let's just, while we're here, take a second to acknowledge all the brilliant designers, specifically the ones who have worked on my brand over the years, which has actually been a lot of people. So special shout out to Mr. Ryan Brown, who is currently working on my design and my branding. Also to James, who has helped me out with my website. To Vettina, who helped me with my current color palette, the green and the browns. And especially to Paula, who has worked on my brand in the very beginning, came up with my very, very first logo, which I loved. Um, The red, the black, the blue. Wow, such a different color palette. And my business has evolved since then, but I love, I still love that logo. But I wanted to also acknowledge designers for a second here because they offer us such a great way to understand white space. No matter what they are designing, they always make sure to incorporate white space or negative space in their work. And so, for example, if they were creating an ad, there might be an image, a headline, some body copy, and then a lot of white space to balance it out. And when I say white space, I mean literally space where there's nothing. And they intentionally put it there because it helps to give importance and direction to what they do want you to notice. They're taught this in design school, the power of negative space, and it's a sign of really good, sophisticated, and confident design. Because rather than trying to cram in and squeeze in a lot of content and images into every square inch, like we're trying to do as marketing professionals, they trust that you only really need to see what you need to see. And the rest is white space. Now let's apply this concept of white space to your life. When you plan your day, do you cram something into every single waking minute of your day, every half hour slot? Is everything accounted for? And I know this sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but it's true. So many of us live our lives like this. We jam-pack our schedule with meetings and appointments and dinners and drinks and events. It's exhausting. I know, and I've watched myself do this, especially in my personal life. It has really, really been jam-packed over the last four months or so. And what happens? Well, there is always a cost. We burn out and we get exhausted and we don't appreciate things anymore. As humans, we need downtime. If we don't have it, we'll get burnt out, and then what? Then we have forced white space, which is when we get sick or we have some sort of disease in the body that forces us to rest. It forces us to be still so that we can recover, gain our energy, and get better and fight an illness if need be. So I want you to ask yourself right now, do you have white space in your life? And if you don't, What is holding you back from having it? Okay, so here's a few reasons why you need to prioritize white space in your life. I have three reasons. Here we go. Number one, because it makes everything else 
more colorful. Let's say, for example, you go out to dinner every single night of the week. And, okay, I live in the city, so I catch myself in this pattern every once in a while. And I know for some of you, this might sound absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry, this is my life sometimes. I get busy, I accept too many invitations, and I'm literally out for dinner every single night. So then, on the end of the week, so Friday night, let's say you go out for dinner, and it feels like every other night of the week. It doesn't feel special, right? Versus... If you made dinner every night at home, spent time in your own kitchen, and then Friday night rolled around and you went out for dinner, it would feel different, wouldn't it? It would feel special because it would be Friday night. It would feel like a treat or something big to look forward to. And this is the deal with white space. We have contrast, and so it makes everything else more colorful. So reason number one why you need to make white space into your life is because it makes everything else more colorful. Reason number two is that it helps you to cultivate your intuition. Connecting with your heart and staying in touch with what you really, really, really want is so, so important. And this includes meditation because when we are still and calm and quiet, this helps you to connect with your heart. But white space can also be going for a walk, a nice meditative walk. It could be playing. It could be laying around. It could be dreaming, visualizing, or just plain thinking. It is during this time that you get to reconnect with and to cultivate your intuition, which is so important. It helps you to remember what you want and to really reconnect with your purpose. The greatest example for your business is the working in your business versus working on your business. When you work on your business, you are zooming out and you're looking at the big picture to see if you're still on track and still heading in the right direction. Or maybe it's time to course correct and get back on track somehow. So, white space helps you cultivate your intuition. And what I mean is that it helps you to connect more easily. We all have intuition but we don't always know how to listen to it or trust it. All right, reason number three to have more white space in your life is that it helps you to facilitate your divine downloads. Now, you know what I'm talking about, your creative spirit, your connection to source. And yes, this is something that we all have, but very few people access it. Think of it like a membership to Costco. Imagine if... When we were born, we all got an automatic membership to Costco. And you wouldn't really know you had it unless you knew somebody else who had it and was using it all the time and they told you about it and how awesome it was. And so then you started to explore your membership to Costco and maybe even started to use it on a regular basis. Well, sadly, or maybe it's a good thing, we don't actually all have a Costco membership when we're born. We have to go through and make that a priority. Same thing with your access to divine guidance. It's there as an option, but we have to go out of our way to really cultivate this. And I know I hear all the time people tell me about how they're constantly fighting this off instead of working on how to allow it and cultivate it. They'll say things to me like, oh, you know, 
I was lying in bed last night. I was trying to fall asleep and my head just started racing with all these things and I couldn't turn my brain off and I had a hard time sleeping. And what's really going on here in this moment? Think about it. They were so busy throughout their whole day, they didn't give themselves any time or space to receive all their universal intelligence, divine downloads, wisdom, creativity, whatever you want to call it. And so what happened? The first moment of their day, of them being still for all these ideas to come to them, was when they were laying in bed at the end of the day. So your ideas are going to flow through to you, but you want to make sure that you give it space so that when these ideas come, you're in a place where you can receive it or jot it down or make an audio memo or whatever it happens to be. Think of it kind of like having a garden hose on full blast, like really, really cranking that water. And instead of letting the hose lay flat so the water can come throughout the day, the hose is all twisted up in the middle and the water can't get past. And so then you finally untangle the hose and the water actually flows out and just bursts out like crazy. Now, this is your creativity, my friend. Your brilliant ideas are going to come, but you've been blocking them all day because you haven't given yourself any white space to receive them. So let's go back to my example of trying to sleep at night and having all these creative ideas. Not only are you missing out on the great wisdom that's coming late at night, but you are actually preventing yourself from going to sleep, right? Because you've got yourself all worked up over these ideas and these thoughts. White space. It's so, so important. And I want to take one more second here and talk about the shower and what you've been doing in the shower lately. How many of you have ever caught yourself saying, my best ideas come to me when I'm in the shower? Or maybe you know someone who says this all the time. Hey, I was in the shower last night and I had this great idea. And so I just want to be clear here. There are no magical properties in your shower. (laughs) I know most people think that, you know, this is something special that happens to them in the shower. It's not. What's really going on here is that when you are in the shower, you are being physically present. You are still, you are focused on the sensations on your body. We're actually taking the time to really, really connect and feel sensations on our skin, which is exactly the same direction that we give to people when we ask them to meditate. We ask them to be physically present and feel sensations on their skin. It's not that your shower is magical. It just means that you're giving yourself the opportunity to be fully present and really, really receive your brilliant ideas. Got it? good. So let's recap those three reasons why you need to prioritize white space in your life. One, it makes everything else more colorful. Two, it helps you to cultivate your intuition. And three, it helps you to facilitate your divine downloads. All right, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on white space and this whole series on how to unbusy yourself. Now that you've listened to all three episodes, I hope that you are inspired to make some changes in your life. The choice is yours. Do you want to focus more of your time and your intention on doing 
or on being. And no, busy is not an excuse. Busy is a choice. And the choice is yours. Now would be an excellent time to remind you of a passage from Marianne Williamson from her book, A Return to Love. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? And that is just it. I saved the biggest punch in the gut until this very, very end. If busy is a choice, then why do so many of us choose busy when it's completely up to us what we choose? It's because of fear. Deep down inside, we are scared. We are scared because we've had a glimpse of what we can do, and it seems so scary and overwhelming. So rather than being focused on the big, important, impactful things that will get us there, we get busy. We focus on low-level things that will distract us and use them as an excuse. This keeps us small and hidden from actualizing the full potential of our dreams and our purpose in this world. I can't make you unbusy yourself. Only you can. But I will leave you with one important question. Because being busy is the unconscious excuse that we give to explain why we aren't living our dreams. The question is, A, do you want to live an extraordinary life of your fullest potential? having a massive impact on everything and everyone that you do? Or B, are you just too busy? Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.